You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on kpel965.com. News Talk 96.5 KPL, Bro Bridge, Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios online at matthew-james.io. Hey parents, you don't need the latest gizmo slang or clothes to be a perfect parent because kids in foster care don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids and the Ad Council. Looking for uncommon talent? Meet the grads of life. They're not the typical candidates you're used to, but they're exactly who your company needs. An ideal fit for entry-level positions, internships, and even mentorships. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn more. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Eat Lafayette 2023 shines a year-round spotlight on Lafayette's locally owned and operated restaurants. And now through September 10th, you can find Eat Lafayette deals offered by some of the participating restaurants. News Talk 96.5 KPL is proud to be a sponsor of Eat Lafayette and the Digital Passport. Download the Eat Lafayette Digital Passport today so you can check in when you eat at a participating restaurant. Each check-in will enter you to win airfare and a trip for two to Savannah, Georgia, courtesy of Wings Travel. Just go to kpel965.com and click on the Eat Lafayette link at the top of the page. Eat Lafayette from Lafayette Travel and sponsored in part by News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Friday on the Moon Graffon Show. 844-766-6607 is the number. Welcome to the Moon Graffon Show. Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Management. All right, folks. Great lineup today. Uh, 1030, Gary Foster will join us at uh, 1006. Daniel Ernst Palmer. you you got to join me at 1006 for Daniel Ernst Palmer on what the governor has done through the uh, 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 natural resources, that person that he put there. Don't miss it, folks, because you're not going to read this in The Advocate. Jeff Sato will talk about the nutty professor at LSU and what else ought to happen, and I probably made him, what you laughing at, the nutty professor. And, of course, uh, the gentleman I have at first, is hot out there. Oh, record hot. Stephen Palmer Klamazor, a real meteorologist, a guy that studied this stuff for a long time, joins us. Stephen, how you doing? I'm doing great, Moon. Thanks for having me back on. Yes, sir. Drink a lot of water and don't forget to stay cool, Stephen. It's hot out there. I just and by the fact, Wait, and by the, let me let me just tell you this, Stephen. And next month in August, it's gonna still be hot. And next year, it's gonna be hot in July and August. And next year, the next year, man, you get it. Every every summer, it's it's hot, <laughs> especially you know uh, in the northern hemisphere. Y- yeah, summer in northern hemisphere, it's gonna be hot. Yep, always. Uh, this is one of the things that, that's really kind of um, frustrating because you're seeing all these reports about how this is the hottest month in the history of, of the planet. Well, no, it's not. Uh, first of all, we only have satellite records going back to 1979. 
we only have land records going back maybe to the late 1800s, but those are really, really sporadic. Uh, we didn't have a good uh, system of, of temperature measurement really in, until the, the latter half of the 20th century. So maybe this is the hottest month in the last 60, 70 years. That's possible, um, but it, it's not necessarily definite because the error in our measurement is larger than the difference in the record. Mm -hmm. So we don't really know necessarily. And and what makes more, it's more frustrating is you would expect the hottest months ever to be in the summertime of the Northern Hemisphere because the sun is the major driver of climate. Mm -hmm. The sun is going to be warming the land. Well, there's more land in the Northern Hemisphere than there is in the Southern Hemisphere. And so you would expect the hottest months on Earth to be in the summer when the Northern Hemisphere, where all the land is getting all that sunlight because land warms up much faster than water does. You know, it's amazing. It's the hottest month ever in the hottest months. I've been listening to you and watching my news report. It's so hot. It's going to be hot. We got five straight days of 100 degree weather. I'm going, so what? I was living in Monroe in 80, 81. We had 31 or 35 days over 100. It was a record. And that was a long time ago. A long time ago. And I just, but it's every day. Stephen, the reason I brought you back, of course, I I think you feel with knowledge and sense. And and when I'm watching us destroy our own country with is absolutely phenomenal when you think about climate, because it does change. You admit that climate does change, and it's always changed, and it always will change. And man has absolutely no ability to affect that. None. Zero, zero, zero. It, it, it's certainly not on a global scale, not, not at this point. Look, our governor, John Bell Edwards, was up in Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. this last week talking about climate change, and he said we cannot sit back and let climate change overpower us. And I'm like, how are you going to stop the planet, John? <laughs> what What do you mean you can't sit back and let... And I, and I mentioned this on our show. I said, look, if you want to see just a little bit, a little bit of the power of the planet, go down to the beach. Go down to the beach, put your feet in the sand, and get out into the waves to, to where maybe it's about up to your knee, okay? Mm-hmm. And then let one decent wave come in and try and stay standing. Can you do Just it? one yeah. wave and try and stay standing. And then tell me you're not going to let the planet overpower you. <laughs> I didn't think about it like that. Now, listen, I've been playing this piece on my program, and I'm letting people know it's on my Facebook, Friends of Moon Graffon. And it was a foreigner, and they were talking to him. And I, I don't know if you recognize the name. I know you looked at it. And he was mentioning almost all the stuff that you talked about, how the sun is what drives it. So I, 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 the sun drives everything, the water vapor. I mean, he went over all this stuff, and I thought, wow, this sounds like Stephen Parr. And people asked me to put it up. I have. I don't know how many people have looked at it. But if they'll look at it, that made more sense in five or six minutes than I've heard from watching my weather and watching John Bell Edwards will ever make. Yeah, because it's based on science. Uh, that was out of Australia. Um, now, uh, there's certainly Australia's got its far left groups as oh, yeah. well. But there are some some climate 
I call them climate realists. The left calls them climate deniers. Maybe the best term is climate skeptics, because if you're going to be a scientist, you've got to be skeptical. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's where curiosity begins. But he, he really was talking about some of the same things that we've talked about here on this show. The number one driver of climate is sun. sun. Okay, so here's one of the other interesting things that I bet, I bet you don't, I bet you haven't heard this. And I know you pay attention to stuff, Moon. I know you look at it, but this isn't something you're going to see on your news. Did you know that the sun right now, this month, was in its most active phase in about 18 years? No. Did you know that? No, sir. I'm glad you're explaining that to my audience so they will be informed instead of listening to Bill Edwards. So what happens is the sun goes through what's called solar cycles. And, and one of the things that was mentioned in that video you mentioned, he briefly goes through that there are 11-year cycles. He talks about, you know, there's, there's 110,000-year cycles. There's these other cycles. He mentioned an 11-year cycle. What he's referencing with the 11-year cycle is that the sun goes through hot, uh, more active and less active phases. And it's, it's an 11-year cycle where it builds up, it reaches a peak, and then it declines. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And we can measure this using sunspots. So we can... When we look at the sunspots that pop up on the surface of the sun, uh, we can see that's a proxy for uh, how active the sun is because those sunspots basically are explosions, magnetic explosions coming out of the sun, and it sends more energy towards the Earth when that happens. So when you have more sunspots on the sun, that tells us there's actually more energy coming from the sun towards Earth. And we've actually been able to keep track of these sunspots since Galileo's time. So we have a record of all the sunspots for, for 500 years. Yeah, okay? We've got a long record on this. Now, we are actually in a building phase of this solar cycle. The previous solar cycle, which lasted for, uh, I think, about 12 years, that solar cycle was the weakest solar cycle we'd seen in about 100 years. This solar cycle is more active, and so we've actually got the sun in a more active phase this month, right now, Mm -hmm. than we've had in about 18 years. By the way, that's not being explained on your local meteorologists and news stations. That's not being played out in the devil's advocate and where they're telling all these people this stuff, and people are buying into it. Just totally buying into something because, it's Stephen, they do this every year about this time of year. And all you hear is doom and gloom on the planet, and that man is going to change it. And I like, I like for Bill Evans next time we got a four, cat three or four to go stand on the coast and demand it leave. <laughs> you, hey, you could, that works just as good as everything else they're talking about doing. Well, and they're hyping up how hot this July has been. Yep. Did anybody tell you that June... The temperature in the United States was actually below average? No, here they said we had record June heat. The June was so hot. That's what they told us. In the United States, the the average temperature for the United States was 0.38 degrees below the average over the last 30 years. First time I've heard this ever. And you know, I read a lot and I watch a lot on this subject. And it just burns my rear end that people are buying into it. Nobody has said that, Stephen. Nobody. Not one person have wrote about that. You have to go digging for it. That's, that's the whole problem, and you shouldn't. People don't have time in their daily lives to have to go dig up the information that we're, we're trying to share. This is what media, if the media was honest about reporting about science, they would report, they would report all of it. 
we, we've had people talk about how hot it was in Death Valley. Oh, my gosh, we set an all-time record in Death Valley this month. No, we did not. We did not set an all-time record in Death Valley. The all-time record for Death Valley is still from 1913. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, Stephen Paul, my climates are a real meteorologist. I noticed that uh, they they hollering about all these records. And yet the guy, when you watch that uh, video that I've played here a couple of times, he said, go back to the 30th. He says it was 10 times hotter. I read an article from Fox yesterday. It was four to six times hotter back in the 30s than now. But the difference is social media and the propaganda. And I still believe a lot of these media people are being paid to write this, are being paid to say the things they're saying. I actually went and looked at a, uh, a graphic from Dr. Ryan Maui. He's with uh, Weatherbell Analytics, and he published this chart from 1936 showing the high temperatures across the United States uh, in July in 1936. Moon, we had 100-plus degrees in North Dakota wow. in July of 1936. We only had the only places that weren't above 80 degrees in the United States was up in Maine and in Washington Mm. State. The entire rest of the country was above 90 degrees. Most of the country was above 110. If you thought you're 100 degrees, if we had 101 degrees in Chicago, in Chicago in 1936, yeah, boy, I tell you what, you better not. you get, today? Oh, my God, the world's over. We're done. Matter of fact, I saw one article that said, Dude, this summer is boiling. And I'm going, oh, my God. Anyway, Stephen Parr, the climate czar, one more segment to go. Let me take a break. I love having this guy on there, folks. And he, listen, he needs to be the meteorologist for the whole country. We'll take it. I'm just telling you, you ought to be the country meteorologist and fire all other ones. We'll take a break. Too much power, Moon. Too much power for one man. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Poverty and education are linked, and we know education cuts crime. 85% of people in jail are going home. If they can't read and write or learn a trade, they will commit more crimes and hurt more people. Some people don't want anyone in jail. Others want to lock more people up. I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm running for governor. I'm a Christian and an independent. I believe in both accountability and redemption. We're going to teach inmates to read and write and learn a trade so they won't learn to break and enter. I'll get our kids onto the playground to learn citizenship, responsibility, and character. Employers look for those things. They can be the difference between an auto mechanic and a car thief. Party politics and empty talk has led to more crime. The truth is, politicians don't pay attention to things that work, but I do. Hunter Lundy. Governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? 
But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could? Protect all mostly retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for mostly your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at MatthewJames.com. Every business deserves it. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. Stephen Paul, my climate czar. Of course, he's meteorologist over 20-plus years, Salem Media, and he's been on TV many, many years as well. Stephen, the, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm glad you got to see the film of, of that because – you knew all that on most of that information like you give me. June is the co- coolest, <laughs> coolest month. Uh, they're not even talking about it. They're not because you can just read the stories, read the headlines. Every day I get bombarded with this. So it's news. Somebody can get mad. Well, I'm sick of you talking about that. But it's news because they've made it news. And uh, example, I, I've said this all the time. Cheap energy becomes cheap food. It's how American Survives. We don't have cheap food right now. I noticed in New York, they're bracing for gas and electric bills, shocked because of the green push. We got people paying three and $400 for utility bills. By 2025, they're going to be paying more than double of that. And I've always called the Green New Deal this, Stephen. It's very, very expensive. It's overly expensive. And, okay, besides being overly expensive, we're going to be in ration, ration energy. And there's a big group out there that wants climate lockdown. They want a climate lockdown every so often so we can slow the planet down. So this is all coming to America if it's not already here. And, and Moon, that's not like a conspiracy theory thing. That's fact. There was an article out of California this last week that said, will rolling blackouts be necessary to fight climate change? Mm -hmm. They were talking about how in California they really think that in order to fight climate change, what they're going to have to do is shut off people's power every summer periodically. Well, that, 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 that coos you down, don't it? <laughs> it, would, it would make me hot. Uh, uh, if I'm, you know, I'm paying for my electric service and, and they're turning my electric service off because of politics. Oh yeah. I'd be real mad about that. I don't think I'd cool off very well at all, but look, here's what, here's a, a phrase that I say on the show, uh, American Bell radio all the time. Life without electricity is brutal and short. Life without electricity is brutal and short. If you go back over the last 100 years, we talk about you know how deadly climate is, right? The, the left is, oh, man, people are dying from climate. Look, the head of the U.N. this last week was saying this, this climate boiling is so bad that people are now dying from climate. No, we actually are at the lowest point of climate deaths in recorded human history. I went back and looked at a chart back in the 1920s. 
we had between 40 i'm sorry we had between 450 and 500,000 people die every year on earth because of climate related things wildfires uh, extreme heat extreme cold hurricanes that type of thing 400,000 450,000 to 500,000 people every year back in the 1920s this last in 2021 the last data i i saw it was less than 10,000 people across the wow. entire planet wow. who died from anything related to climate. And how many of them died from cold, from it being too cold? Because you mentioned well, many right, times. More that, people die from cold than heat. You're exactly right. But they always buff up and beef up the media slam this time of year. Always. I mean, you cannot watch TV, your weather uh, deal. I don't need anybody to tell me how hot it is. And they love pushing the heat index. Love oh, yeah. pushing the heat, old heat index, what it feels like. Hell, you ain't got to tell me what it feels like. I'm in it. <laughs> well, and when it comes to the heat index, they forget to tell you the most important thing. The, the reason why the heat index is a thing is because it relates to human well-being. Because when it's a humid day, your body's sweat isn't as efficient as it is when it's a dry day. So in a humid day, you actually sweat out more water out of your body than you do at the same temperature on a day with less humidity. What that means is you need to be aware that you need to drink more water on a humid day than you do on a dry day. But do they push that point? The whole point of the heat index isn't to try and scare you. It's to give you some information you can use to save your own life to protect your own health do they talk about that no they skip over the most important part and they go straight to the doom and gloom and blame it on climate change that's not the whole point of what you're supposed to be doing we're supposed to be focusing on people why don't we focus on people yeah but you i think i tell people uh uh, steven steven paul my climate czar is that all this stuff up front buying into we're planet and man's gonna change it is the big lie what they gonna actually do it's absolutely communism. It is communism to get rid of fossil fuels. We can't get rid of fossil fuels. We've got to have them to survive. All these prices and grocery prices going up, people don't understand. This is causing by these climate crazies, and it's going to get out of hand where you can't afford anything. Have you been watching the people over in Europe that just stop oil people getting out in the middle of the streets and, and they're, they're blocking all the traffic? you seen those crazy folks? Yep. Okay. Two things. One, if you want people to use less oil, why are you causing traffic jams? That makes no sense. <laughs> Two, all those people are wearing tennis shoes. They're wearing sneakers. The rubber in those sneakers comes from oil. You want to just stop oil? What are you going to put on your feet? <laughs> no doubt about it. I'd rather, well, they can take them off and shove them in their mouth. That would be better for all of us. <laughs> Stephen Paul, thank you, brother. God bless. Appreciate you. All right, later. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, homeschool, 
You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana owned, customer focused. J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. Explore the natural beauty of Louisiana with a staycation at one of Louisiana's 21 state parks. There are activities for the whole family to enjoy. You can kayak under towering moss-draped trees, ride horseback down winding trails, play disc golf in the piney woods, or catch a state record bass. And when the sun sets and it's time to relax, our cabins are the ideal place to unwind and enjoy the company of family and friends around the campfire. If that's not your camping style, try our campsites or glamping. We're ready for your adventure. Find everything you need to book your stay at LouisianaStateParks.com. Louisiana State Parks, where you can be a world away yet so close to home. Folks, the staycation is a wonderful getaway. 21 State Parks, we've got something for you and the whole family. You need to come check us out, folks. Once again, LouisianaStateParks.com, LouisianaStateParks.com. Get away. You don't have to go too far to have a blast in Louisiana. Insurance companies. Time out. Oh, right. Remember, we're a team that plays together. Listen, the winning will take care of itself. We just have to get everyone involved. In interscholastic sports, we celebrate what makes every one of us unique. And in the pursuit of a common goal, everyone in the huddle, in the bleachers, and in the community comes together. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Hi, hello, folks. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. That was the climate czar, Stephen Parr, on the Moon Graffon Show. You can check him out at AmericanGroundRadio.com, AmericanGroundRadio.com, and check out everything with Stephen. Let's jump gears. Uh, Honored to have uh, Professor Jeffrey Sadow joins us. Professor Sadow, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good, thanks. How about yourself? I am doing superb. For you people that don't know, he's a, a teacher at the LSU-S Shreveport area. And, uh, you know, Jeff, I, I read your article, and I was glad somebody else made a comment. It's like I tell, I tell people all the time, sometimes when I'm the only one to make the comment, I guess I look like, you know, uh, Boy Moon, he's just on something. But... Uh, you wrote an article in the Hayride. I wish people would go read it, dealing with this uh, this guy, Venable, who was venomous, Marcus Venable, who went after Mike Feech and actually threatened the hell out of him. And he's a grad student, grad assistant at uh, LSU Sociology, graduate student and uh, teaching, and all he really got was a slap on the wrist. He loses his job. But talk a little bit about what you, because you said a lot of things in here, why you felt like a lot more should have been done and, how this has probably helped his resume because he threatened somebody. Uh, he threatened a Republican that usually enhances the resume. Yeah. Um, you know, for uh, listeners who aren't familiar with the incident, uh, this guy, uh, again, a 
graduate sociology student at, at LSU. Uh, after the vote on uh, HB 648, that was the child protection bill that would prevent medical interventions on, on minors to try to change their, their sex uh, starting uh, this January. Uh, after that vote, which uh, uh, Big Mike voted uh, for it, and that being the override, uh, uh, Governor Edwards had over, uh, had vetoed the bill uh, and uh, successfully overridden. He was one of them that voted for it, and uh, he received this um, message, uh, phone message, uh, which was later traced to the office phone of this guy with his voice on it and uh, basically said a number of things. Most of which uh, I think you know we could have, if it had just been left at that, you know, you know, it was just you know not that big of a deal. Uh, a little um, a very vituperative criticism, but uh, just that. But towards the end of his message, he talked about Beastie's um, funeral and how he'd like to put him into the ground, mm-hmm. and you know that was something that that I think uh, crossed the line. Um, you know, you have to. There, there are basically three levels you can analyze uh, this uh, this speech, this expression uh, at. Uh, and, and one is whether there's something criminal to it. So it's just it, it's uh, basically uh, speech that is that is so threatening that the person to which it was intended to be conveyed you know, feels somewhat threatened by it that some kind of violent action could occur to that individual mm-hmm. um at that level you know there's disagreement i mean there's some uh people out there and probably uh more saying this than not that uh uh they didn't think you know despite the the, the very pointedness of the language that the guy uh really didn't mean or mean it or or at least a a reasonable listener hearing it uh would not have taken that as an actual uh, threat to do bodily harm. Mm-hmm. Um, some some agree, uh, uh, some disagree. Um, uh, personally, I think it probably went a little too far. You know, I've been getting these since I was 19 years old, and uh, you know they, you know, you can kind of tell when uh, when they're you know, just just being bullies, just being cowards. By the, and, by the way, Jeff, let uh, me stop you. Uh, you ought to see my email. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say. I'm sure that you, you, you ought to see some of like my. That. You ought to see some of my email. That that was sweet compared to some emails that I've gotten in the past. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was like yeah, on the cheek, man. But no, but I go ahead because uh, I had some question I want to mm-hmm. do. Go ahead and finish setting it up and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. So that's at one level. Then there's uh, another level where you you look at more specifically the contract that one signs to work for the state of Louisiana and more particularly the, the LSU system. And in that, uh, and admittedly it's been a long time since I've, I signed a, a GA contract that was about 35 odd years ago. And then, uh, a little over 30 years ago for just a regular faculty, mm. um, tenure track faculty, faculty position. Uh, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure the language is still the same, and it is basically a clause that says if you um, bring, you know, disrepute onto the the university, that, that that's a, uh, an offense that you can be disciplined for or even fired. 
some. I'm pretty sure that would still be a part of the contract. And so well, he did uh, you know, get, he did get the, fired. He did get fired. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you know, the, the, there, there are people out there saying, no, he shouldn't have gotten fired. But, you know, that's Bob Mann and them. That's the nut groups in the state. But that's. He should have been yeah, fired. Yeah, they're, predictably the left. Yeah, they're they're out there uh, defending the guy. So um, uh, you know, and some people also that are that are not on the political left are basically saying it's not a fireable offense. But yeah, and again, I, I have to say I don't know the exact wording of the contract, but I'm pretty sure something like that is still in there. And so um, that's you know that is something that. Um, that uh, he could be fired for potentially if if the university thought was a, that was a grave enough offense, uh, and in a practical sense it is because you know if you look at you know, from LSU's perspective, uh, all right, so you got a guy going out here making all these these, these nutty ev- evidence free statements uh, on the phone threatening um, you know whether you uh, consider it criminal uh, a, a sitting state politician with violence. Um, you know, you, you, to the families that are sending their kids to LSU, to the donors and all that, you know, if, if this guy isn't punished, you know, that, that doesn't look very good, particularly since I think uh, Louisiana, like the rest of the country, if you look at public opinion on the issue of um, medical interventions to minors to change their, their sex, mm-hmm. um, polling uh, consistently has shown large majorities are against it. Mm-hmm. So. You know, you, you've got it, it. Just would not look good for LSU to to uh, not do something and not do something fairly but drastic. Wait, let me ask you a question. That. Firing him, mm-hmm. okay, that's one thing. Is there something else could have been done? I mean, I know he gets to stay in school, and uh, this more presentable yeah. fella, and then uh, you know, a lot of times with Democrats and on the left, it, this enhances their career. <laughs> go somewhere else and um, make well, a lot yeah. more money, and it it enhances their career by doing something that's crazy. Yeah, I'm sure, and and uh, this probably ultimately is going to enhance this guy's uh, career because now all of a sudden he's been vaulted from obscure, run of the mill, um, you know, lefty uh, sociology uh, graduate students to to somebody that uh, you know went out and did something that. Uh, the left's going to applaud in a sense, uh, you know, maybe not for some, at least the violent rhetoric, although some I'm sure are quite comfortable with, with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, you know, the fact that he, that he did that and, and, and so forcefully, um, even if he didn't intend it to, uh, to become public, uh, the fact that he did that, that's going to win brownie points, uh, in, in his favor. And these days, uh, in academic job searches, you know, the, the, the committee members, they'll hit the Internet and see what's out there yeah. about uh, an applicant. And uh, this is going to pop up. And you know, like, sadly, some of them are going to be yeah. very impressed. With yeah, no, no. Man, matter of fact, by him threatening a lawmaker on the left, he might can become the president of a university now. Seriously, maybe not here, <laughs> but he could, he could probably become a president of a university. That's a shame. People are going to get fired because they look at somebody and call him him or her. And they're going to end up getting fired yeah. for calling somebody him who now says she's a her and her now says she's a him. So you you, you might get – I'm seeing people get fired because of that. I'm seeing people get fired in school because of what I just told you. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. there's uh, – uh, fortunately, there's there are a couple of cases out there where, uh, in, in fact, um, the courts have upheld the faculty member's right to be able to um, use pronouns appropriate to the mm-hmm. – actual 
birth sex of of uh, of, an, uh, of of a student. So uh, fortunately, that's that's out there. Um, but uh, anyway, um, so the, let me the, ask uh, a quick question because just going over my mm-hmm, emails sure. is is mm-hmm. mo- is is it's a two word. Is this a pronoun? It starts with mother, and I've been called that a lot. So I just wanted to know if I just wanted to know if that was a pronoun because uh, uh, I don't know if I can be called that, but I'm being called uh, some words like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to see if, if I could turn anyway, around and yeah. sue somebody uh, for calling me that. That's all. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you mean gender discrimination. <laughs> so um, the. the uh, the thing is, uh, so again, you know, that aspect, you know, uh, open them up legally to, to being fired. But then there's a third, which uh, I've, I've really seen nobody else consider or talk about. And, and maybe it's because they're not familiar with the LSU system and its, uh, its policies and procedures. But uh, there is a, uh, uh, basically a policy that, can, that covers appropriate use of university resources, mm-hmm. including using telephone in your office. Uh, and uh, you can be disciplined for misuse. And uh, this, an incident like this, uh, if you look at the actual policy uh, statement, it, it it's covered here that, that this is considered misuse of university but Jeff, resource. But Jeff, let me ask so, you a question. Let me ask a question. I've got to take a break, and you come back and answer. Dr. Uh-huh. Uh, Professor uh-huh. uh, Jeffrey Sato, if he's been fired... Is there anything else to do about it? And just hold that thought. Let me take a break. 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. Don't go nowhere, folks. We'll be right back. Hey, folks, discover Raging Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Raging Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, Creole sauce, seasonings, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Raging Cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana for over 38 years. As for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today, Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask him for that Raging Cajun. I think of Nicole Spellman Group. I think of expertise. I think of people being relieved when they got to sell your home. When you have to sell a home, are you trying to buy a home? It's not nice to have a person that you can grab or a company that you can grab and say, hey, help me do this. I need the stress taken off. I got life to live. This company's out of Baton Rouge, but let's say you live in a place like Monroe. Man, they can help you in Monroe or anywhere in the great state of Louisiana. That's what's unique about the company, and hardly anybody does what they do. They reach the whole state so they can help you sell your home anywhere. You know, when you look at Nicole Spellman Group, they have a system of selling houses. They got a system that creates more demand. And what does that do? It results more multiple offer situations. And by the way, that helps you get more money to closing faster than the average agent. That's pretty awesome. That's what Nicole Spellman Group is all about. Anywhere in the state of Louisiana, they can service you. They can help you. They can take the pressure off of you to sell at home and get top dollar. NicoleSpellmanGroup.com. I'm telling you, when you go to them, you're going to go, wow, I'm so glad I heard about them. I-10 brings the border crisis to our backyard, delivering human trafficking, fentanyl, and warring cartels. Since Biden can't secure the border, Liz Merle will secure Louisiana as our next attorney general. She successfully fought and delayed the Biden administration's border policies and stopped the revolving door justice system. It's why DAs across the state and the Republican Attorneys General Association have endorsed Liz Merle. Trusted, conservative leadership. Liz Merle for attorney general. Paid for by Liz Merle for attorney general. Hey, folks, it's moving. 
Mag Mugrafon Show. Hey, folks, don't uh, miss in the next segment. You don't want to miss it. I got Daniel Erspoon on. And uh, there's a big breaking news, and you won't see it in the Devil's Advocate because they don't ever write anything that affects uh, uh, St. Bill. But it's a, it's a great, great piece. And it's called Government Cronyism Exposed in Louisiana Coastal Drilling Lawsuit, where Edwards allowed his uh, natural resource guy to do what they're doing with the trial lawyers. I, you just don't want to miss this because you're not going to read this in the advocate. The devil's advocate is everything to protect the governor. So don't go anywhere. I got him coming out of the 10 o'clock break. Daniel Erspormer with the Pelican Institute. All righty, let's get back to Professor Jeff Sidow of LSUS. And Jeff, uh, I, asked you, I asked you the big question uh, going to the break. So what do you think? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, basically, you know, what we're arguing here is, yeah, the guy can be published. There's some uh, punished. There's uh, people out there that saying he shouldn't be and all. But, you know, I think on at least two, if not all three of these levels, uh, the guy uh, did merit the punishment to ha- have his job yanked. Now, the question is, is there anything else that uh, LSU could do? And the answer is no. I mean, uh, if you he remains in school and basically you get kicked out of school for anything other than grades. You have to basically do something pretty, uh, pretty, uh, criminal, um, against the university or, it's, uh, or, or other students or employees or, or the like. So he hasn't done any of that. So, um, uh, he remains a student and yeah, there's really nothing else that, that could be done. Well, let me ask you a question. They got, they got, I know, you know, Bob, man. And he's manship, uh-huh. uh, I guess. By reputation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah uh, that's not good. Uh, anyway, he, he, but he came out and supported the guy and called it free speech. And this guy, I think, still with the, 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 the what is the manship school, journalistic school. Mm-hmm. And this guy's horrible. Yeah. This guy's so left and woke. I mean, it's like unbelievable ignorance in Bob Mann. But Bob Mann came out and said what the guy was doing was free speech. Now, I don't know about you, but Bob Mann, who's with like I said, with the, with the journalist school, and he's supporting somebody threatening a lawmaker. And that guy, it's not the first time he's run his fat mouth, but it is another time. And I'm thinking, why, where's the free speech in this? There's no free speech when you threaten somebody. Yeah, again, there, there are those that will argue that uh, the guy wasn't serious enough and, you know, used to, and, and the, the person to which the threat was directed at you know, that reasonable person wouldn't see it as a threat. Yet I'm not so sure about that in- interpretation. Um, you know, that's probably what uh, man's resting his, his argument on. And, you know, if again, if we buy that premise that the guy's not serious and you could tell he wasn't serious, then, you know, that would hold up. But, again, I'm, I'm not so sure that that's the correct interpretation. Yeah, yeah. Well, once again, he's dealing with Bob Mann and uh, – Anyway, it's just you're dealing with somebody that's way to the left. That guy in a journalistic school, I'm going, wow, journalists, be careful, Bob, man. By the way, one other thing real quick before I let you go. He wrote another article, mm-hmm. and I loved it, whiny Tanner McGee. I call him bad news, bad, <laughs> big mouth McGee. He said, didn't needn't let door hit him upon exit. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty good deal because he is. He's whining like a little baby. And – uh you know, he he uh, he goes up there and talks bad about elected officials. Yeah, this guy's not even running again. He got 
polarized. I mean, he got polarized in the uh, in his run for uh, judge. He got beat the sixty-two. Yeah, sixty-two thirty-eight. He got destroyed. Yeah. He acts more like a liberal Democrat than anything else. But just real quick, your takes on Tanner, bad news, bad, big mouth McGee. Yeah, uh, I mean, she has this basic complaint that um, that uh, too many people are looking over his shoulder while he's trying to do his job for him to be able to do his job. And uh, it, you know, it, basically, it's like um, uh, his his argument is too many people are, are out there trying to hold him accountable for what he's doing, and so uh, it, it just it's too much for him. And of course, no one's got a gun to his head making him be a state representative. So uh, if he wants to withdraw from the field of battle, that that's fine. But um, you know, don't go out there and complain about what should be a basic aspect of your job, and that is, um, you know, you are working for the people, and you know, they're, you know, hopefully in a democracy, they're going to be looking at you and evaluating you. And uh, if they, you know, uh, some of them, maybe a lot of them, depending upon what is going on, uh, they're going to criticize you. And, uh, you know, that's part of the job. And so, yeah, if you if you can't take it, get out of the kitchen. And yeah. apparently <laughs> well, he is. Well, you know what's funny? <laughs> he talks about it being a toxic stew. He helped create that when they uh, when the fraud squad was developed, when they walked across and let the Democrats give them the power they needed to get in power. He would not be the pro tem had he not walked across and let the Democrats, you know, give him the power. And yeah. so, yeah, he started that. He put a knife in the back of the conservatives that he's crying about the toxic stew. He started it. He was a big part of that. Yeah, well, well certainly, I mean, you know, like some of the stuff he was talking about is, you know, Oh, how I uh, uh, missed the camaraderie of the people I came in with. So, in other words, people that are now finishing up their second term. Yeah. Well, uh, he was part of an effort, along with the speaker, uh, to to punish some of those very same classmates, a uh, couple of them up here in, uh, in Bossier Parish, uh, that you know, basically didn't want to spend as much money as they as they did. And you know, so they got projects yanked from uh, Capital Outlay, or at least the, uh, uh, the supplemental appropriations bill. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 hypocritical. If you're going to go around saying that uh, and you you love hanging around your colleagues, and you're going to miss that when you're out there actively punishing them, and and yeah. uh, you know, there, like you say, uh, pre- creating part of that toxic environment by doing so. You know, they, 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 they did that at 24 Fraud Squad members. Some of them will be reelected, unfortunately. Some of them are trying to move up. But <laughs> then they turn around and give a, a million dollars to every Democrat so they can get their vote. You know, the same people that vote for abortion, same people that vote for boys to play in girls' sports and go in the bathroom, same people that want children mutilated. That's who you like, and that's your buddies now? That's, that's exactly what took place. I think your, your article popped him. It was a good article because he's talking about his little whiny self, and that's what he's become—a little whiny baby. Yeah. Well, you know, again, um, you know, we don't. <laughs> you don't have to serve an office, so uh, you don't like the fact that people are going to hold you accountable for what you do. Well, then that's probably not the the job for you. Oh, no doubt about it. He's doing the best thing that could happen to Louisiana, getting the heck out of Baton Rouge. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to be a lobbyist yeah. or something like that. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm probably not a judge, though. No, 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 not a judge. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe, that, 
But he got beat 62-38. That was a rejection, a big rejection. You know what I'm saying? That was just great. All right, Mm -hmm. Dr. Sato, thank you, sir. We'll do it again. Yep, sure. All right, thank you. God bless. All right, when we come back, don't go nowhere. Daniel Urge Palmer, breaking news here that you're not going to get from the devil's advocate. No way. Government cronyism exposed in Louisiana coastal drilling lawsuit, and Bill is all over it. We'll be right back. Show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL Brobridge Lafayette, a Town Square Media station, broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Will Trump rivals bring up his legal issues? I'm Dave Anthony. Fox News will find out tonight in Iowa when the former president shows up at the same event as 12 other Republicans running for president the day after more charges were filed in the Trump classified documents case. This is going to be the first time during this campaign cycle that all of these GOP candidates are going to have a chance to come face to face with each other. They're all going to be in the exact same room together. Fox's Bill Malugin in Des Moines. They're going to be attending the annual Republican Party of Iowa's Lincoln Dinner. Each candidate is going to get 10 minutes on stage to speak to the audience at this fundraiser, as well as make their pitch to voters. Chris Christie's the only major candidate who will not be there in New Hampshire instead. Christie's the fiercest Trump critic in the race, calling him a liar and a coward. Vice President Harris will also be in Iowa today, campaigning for abortion rights after a court blocked a new state law that bans most abortions six weeks into pregnancy. The president will soon fly to Maine, where he'll tout what they call Bidenomics. After another report shows inflation cooling down, here's Fox's Ginny Casola. The PCE price index, an inflation reading closely watched by the Federal Reserve, rose two-tenths of a percent in June. For the year ending in June, the increase is 3%. That's the smallest increase since March 2021. The same report shows consumer spending rose last month a half percent from May. It's going to be 100 degrees or feel like it in much of the U.S. Heat alerts in place from the southwest to Arkansas to Wisconsin over to the east coast. And that... We'll have a lot of us cranking up the A.C. People across the U.S. are trying to beat the sweltering summer temps, but some in the energy sector say that extra air conditioning is putting a strain on the nation's power grid. The country's largest power grid, PJM Interconnection, declared a level one energy emergency alert for its 13-state grid on Wednesday, concerned about its ability to provide enough electricity. That's Fox's Tanya J. Powers. America's listening to Fox News. Did you know you can get your prescriptions for less at your local pharmacy? You can with GoodRx. It's the free app that can save you money on your medications. Just search for your prescription, choose the pharmacy and the price that works best for you, and then show your GoodRx coupon to your pharmacist at the drop-off counter. GoodRx works at over 70,000 pharmacies, including Walmart, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. And it works whether you have insurance or not. It's easy to save. Next time you drop off your prescription, check GoodRx. To start saving today, go to GoodRx.com. GoodRx is not insurance. This could be the start of a break-in. Stop. This is simply safe. Or the end of one. Police are on their way. Introducing the latest innovation in home security. 24-7 lifeguard protection. Only from Simply Safe. 
Now, agents can see and speak to intruders through our new indoor camera to help stop crime in real time and for fast police response. Get 20% off any new system with Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash radio. There's no safe like simple. Court-appointed special advocates, or CASA, are specially trained volunteers that help secure safe homes for abused and neglected children. Don't let these innocent victims slip through the cracks of our complicated legal system. Get involved today. Call CASA at 268-5111. This nonprofit organization moment brought to you by News Talk 96.5 KPL. I'm Shanola Hampton. Every day, millions of people face hunger. Today, I will share with you some of their experiences. I'm stuck between paying for medications or paying for food. John from Maine. After paying my bills, I can buy groceries. It's sad to say, food comes last. Alice from Oregon. I thought pantries were for less fortunate people. But anybody could be less fortunate in a day or even a second. Claire from Virginia. The Feeding America network of food banks helps provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. No one should have to worry where their next meal will come from. Together, we can end hunger. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Hey, this is Joe Cunningham, and every weekday on my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, you can tune in for all of today's top news, local, state, and national, plus analysis that you're not going to get anywhere else. All of the big topics from a local perspective right here on The Joe Cunningham Show every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m., on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Hey, hello, folks. Welcome back. Loon Griffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline if you'd like to be part of the program. Now, I'm bringing back Mr. Daniel Erspormer from the Pelican Institute, a man whose private was more disappointed than the session than me. I finally <laughs> found somebody that might have been more upset than me. Daniel, how you doing, wow. man? I know that's not what we're supposed to talk about, but I thought about it. Daniel had to be upset, too. Uh, up, upset and disappointed and also ready to fight. We, we're, let's go. We're not done yet. Oh, no, I knew you was going to. I'm not worried about you quitting, but, man, so many promises <laughs> from elected officials and so many of them withered on the vine, so to speak. And I was, that was my yeah. frustration because I know y'all work y'all fannies off with information to get the stage straight. And right when you hit set on it, you had an opportunity. We look like we're going to do some tax cuts, too. It was all blown away because everybody wanted to spend every penny they could get. And that basically probably sums it up. That's it. Yeah. All <laughs> right, exactly Daniel. Right. Great article. Something y'all y'all came across and found. And I'm loving it. We're not going to see this in the, in the, uh, the, the devil's advocate. Government cronyism exposed in Louisiana coastal drilling lawsuit. Uh... I, I, you got to talk about it. You got to tell me what this is about and, and what's going on. 
That's right. So, you know, Moon, you and I have talked before about these uh, job-killing lawsuits against oil and gas companies that uh, the trial lawyers are bringing on, uh, you know, on behalf of local government, on behalf of these parishes, and and in some parishes who have steadfastly refused to participate, uh, the state has stepped in to sue on their behalf. This we could, you know, we could spend hours talking about all of the problems here. But here's the the latest revelation: we have been engaged. You know, we do a a lot of public records requests at the Pelican Institute to try to unearth and provide transparency and accountability to government. And uh, one of the things that we've unearthed uh, just recently and found is is a deposition as these trials um, uh, make their way or the, these cases make their way to trial. Um, and and you know here here's the fundamental argument we've been making all the time, which is the the state government, the Department of Natural Resources, if there are violations, and there may be. But if there are violations happening on the coast of those coastal use permits, it's a complex and long-time scheme. The Department of Natural Resources has the ability to enforce those. They have the ability to issue fines to re revoke permits to, to have actual enforcement action. Instead, they have delegated that job to trial lawyers who collude with local government to punish job creators. And uh, the, the head of the Department of Natural Resources is on record now in uh, in a deposition, legal deposition, saying just that, that they uh, farmed out that responsibility to private lawyers representing parishes um, because they claim, despite their 60 or $70 million a year budget, they don't have the staff to enforce the permits. Um, and, you know, this is, this is at the heart of the problem. These are unnecessary, abusive lawsuits who don't get to the objective that we all want, which is a stronger coast, that laws be enforced. Um, instead, this is about lawsuits, lawyers, trial lawyers making money and, and punishing job creators in the state. Yeah, that, that's, that's what blew me away because the, 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 natural, the Department of uh, Natural Resources head is, is Thomas, Thomas Harris. But that position is put there by one other, one guy, the governor. Governor Bell Edwards put him there. And what it looks like to me is they spread out a lot of money for their trial lawyer buddies. That's what it looks like. This looks like a scheme. The scheme, I guarantee you, if, if this was John Schroeder, Jeff Landry, or somebody like that, they'd be putting this in the newspaper, popping the governor for, did you know about this was going on? They would, but with bail it, not even in the newspaper, this story. This is a gigantic story. It it really is, and it's, it's, it's really astounding to see it in black and white. You know, this is what we've suspected all along, that it's just a dereliction of duty from the state government to enforce permits and, and do their job to uphold the law. Um, to see it actually said in, under oath uh, in black and white, black and white is is really shocking. And you're right. You know, look, this is this is a, a clearly a directive from from the top. Um, this is the, the the trial bar spent millions, tens of millions in in the last several election cycles uh, to to try to elect their preferred candidates who would uphold these lawsuits, who would sign on to settlements, who would you know do everything they can to keep it going. And and like I said earlier, even when some local uh, parish leaders said, no, we're not participating in this nonsense. This hurts us as much as it hurts industry. Mm -hmm. These are our people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the state said, well, forget that. We're going to do it on your behalf. And the well, governor no. directed these, these district attorneys to step in on their behalf. No, the governor said that from the beginning. If y'all don't sue him, we will. 
matter of fact, right. I, the late Don Briggs sat right here and said they had two billion dollar investors that said we're not coming to a state where Louisiana has their own governor threatening lawsuits. This is what I've been saying about this governor. You have it as much, but I have. He's so anti-business, and he continues to be anti-business to push some of this green crazy crap over real businesses. And uh, this is this is horrible what this man has done. And he, and he did it through the Department of Natural Resources, which, by the way, when you elect a governor, they get to appoint people, and then basically they say, here's what you're going to do. And what it looks like to me is a sham. This looks like the, one of the biggest shams that won't be covered in the media. Oh, absolutely. And look, you're absolutely right. If this were any other case, if this were any other, this would be headline news. It would be. Um, and, and, and just nothing, silence. And we're going to keep trying to push it and get people to hear it. Uh, I encourage every one of your listeners to go to pelicanpolicy.org. You can see this article uh, right at the top. Share it around. This is an important thing for people to know. These lawsuits, and, and look, we've done we've we've done this research. We hired an economist to come in and say what is the impact. So if we set aside the ups and downs of the oil and gas markets and everything else, and 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 our estimate is that the the lawsuits alone, setting everything else aside, uh, is costing. A, Somewhere between forty and a hundred million dollars a year in economic activity—that's money in workers' pockets, that's jobs, that's people who have now had to leave to go to to Houston and and other places to get work, just because of these punishing lawsuits that do not even come close to accomplishing what they say they're going to do in terms of the coast. This is about putting money in trial lawyers' pockets. It's about punishing jobs, punishing industry. And I, I think you're right. It, it is driven by this radical agenda that, you know, we just has no place in Louisiana. No, that, that, listen, I'll say it, you don't have to. Our governor is as woke as anybody else around the country. He's as woke as any. And this, this lawsuit abuse is not, I mean, it, it won't stop because we won't fight it. We elect all these people. They don't want to fight the things we ought to be fighting, Daniel. And 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 I'm glad y'all brought this up. I just, it's hard for me to believe that in Louisiana, it's like we don't want business. Now, I know that's not really true with the general public, but with Edwards and some of these leftists, they really don't want business. They, I mean, this is this is this is a sham, and the media is not covering it, and the devil's advocate once again trying to protect the governor. Because I guarantee you. If a Republican governor was sitting there, it would be a headline, Governor so-and-so. But this governor, they don't even report it. It's not even a story to them. Yeah. That's right. And look, let's tie this to the bigger picture, right? We are, we're almost to 100 years of longism in this state. Mm -hmm. this, this, this set of government that Huey Long built, uh, it's been supported by three constitutions. And, and here, if, let's all remember, what was Huey Long's purpose? To punish Standard Oil, right? Yeah. Sure. And uh, and so if you look, just not only is it is it this this governor and 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 these lawsuits, but this is the whole structure. This is why we must have fundamental change of our state, and that the next leader of our state has to bring the energy and vision for that comeback agenda. Yep. Because we can't build an economy off of punishing an oil and gas company. We've got to grow all of the economy, put money in people's pockets, give jobs, and really make this economy hum. You know, you know it's just a shame, though. Elections are coming. Trial lawyers are going to donate a lot of money. Uh, gumbo pack's going to be out there, nasty, filthy, filthy gumbo pack. I'm telling people they got certain candidates running for, like, Senate spots. And they got the trial lawyers 
Big Tom Trollow is behind a candidate, but he's a good guy. He's a good person. But you better watch who's giving money for candidates because they want something from those candidates. Am I wrong by saying that, Danny? You are not wrong, and you know, if as a as a sector as a whole, the 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 plaintiffs bar is the largest political donor in the state of Louisiana, and and look, they've been very clever. They're smart. Uh, they don't just give to one party or another. So it's you know you can't just assume one way, right? So it's really important to look at those, you know, and and that's why we make campaign donations. Um, you know, public for our elected officials that, you know, transparency is so important for government. Um, look at those reports and see who's, who's, who's awash in trial lawyer money and, and who's not. And, and that'll tell you not the whole story, but certainly part of it. Daniel Palmer, my special guest. Daniel, when, when does it stop? When do well, we change? The, the, hopefully... In January, uh, this is you know this is why we're out there. And by the way, if you need a speaker for your Rotary or your Civic Club or whatever, I'm hitting the road. I think I have 20 speeches booked over the next couple of months, and our staff Good. is at the ready uh, to do this. We've got to take this message out. We've got to turn this around. That's what the next few months are going to be about. How do we change this and do exactly that? I, I, my my philosophy is I think Edward set us back 10 years. If we don't get the right governor, speaker, and Senate president. I'm going to be proven right because we are losing and hemorrhaging people. You have wrote studies. You have put everything out there. We are losing jobs. You get an industry like the oil and gas industry and your own governor and natural resources and his trial lawyer buddies are trying to take everything down they possibly can. It's so frustrating. It, it is. But the good news is, and I know we got to wrap here, the good news is it can change. And and it's not just it, you're absolutely right. It's about making sure the right leaders are in office, but it's also about making sure the voters send those people to office on a mandate for change, for real change, fundamental change. You stop tinkering around the edges. It's time to really do things differently. We know the playbook. We know what to do. Now we got to give them a mandate to do it. Yeah, you got to have a lot of leadership. We got to change the leadership. 100 percent the direction that it's been with the governor and the speaker and the Senate president that we've had right now. I call them the three stooges, Daniel. <laughs> we just don't move anything forward to these people, you know. And, but I'm sure they're going to make a lot of money when it's all said and done. Daniel, give out the website where people can follow more about this story and a lot of other stuff. You bet. Pelicanpolicy.org. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Join the conversation. Share the information. We're building the movement. We're going we're gonna to get our Louisiana comeback. All righty. God bless. Thank you, sir. More to come. We Thank take a you. break. You're listening to the Moongraphone Show. Crime, poverty, and education are linked. And we know education cuts crime. 85% of people in jail are going home. If they can't read and write or learn a trade, they will commit more crimes and hurt more people. Some people don't want anyone in jail. Others want to lock more people up. I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm running for governor. I'm a Christian and an independent. I believe in both accountability and redemption. We're going to teach inmates to read and write and learn a trade so they won't learn to break and enter. I'll get our kids onto the playground to learn citizenship, responsibility, and character. Employers look for those things. They can be the difference between an auto mechanic and a car thief. 
Party politics and empty talk has led to more crime. The truth is, politicians don't pay attention to things that work. But I do. Hunter Lundy, governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. Insanity. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, home school. You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. I'm Brandon Trostclair, a successful businessman from Gonzales, Louisiana. Did you know that Louisiana is the only state in the country where we can't audit our elections? As your next Secretary of State, we will be held accountable and transparent to the people of Louisiana and restore trust in our elections. Let's clean up our elections, Louisiana. Go to letsgobrandon.net to learn more. I'm Brandon Trostclair, and I approve this message. Chest or brother. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607 is a Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Hotline. How can, uh, how can the devil's advocate in the Gannett newspaper and everybody look the other way on this story? Watch, folks. You get a Republican going in there, the advocate with their crazy, woke self. and John George is as woke as anybody. They keep battling the back, the woke governor. And it's, it's, it's a sin and a shame. But let me tell you what, something Daniel touched upon. This hits the problem here. It looks like we're anti-business. And your own governor and your own natural resource person is pounding our oil and gas industry. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, this, this is why we last. He set us back 10 years. He, this is him. Let me tell you something. You're not ahead of natural resources and doing what you want to do. You do what the governor does because they put you there. Anyway, government cronyism exposed in Louisiana coastal drilling lawsuit. Go to the Pelican Institute and uh, I think it's pelicaninstitute.org. But anyway, go to it. Check it out. They don't mention Edwards in here, but Edwards is the problem with this. He puts the natural resource person there. I wonder why... uh, you know, it's ahead of Natural Resource Committee, Brandon, in the state, on the legislature side. Raising taxes, y'all. John Paul Cousin. You don't see him out there talking about this, huh, folks? Why? He's not a leader. He's a follower. He's going to do what his money people tell him to do. But they love him being there because he's an old goofy guy. <laughs> Get excited. <laughs> hey, you want me to vote? How much money are you going to give me? All right, let's go, uh, Chris. I say Chris Tozan, St. Martin Parish Council Chairman. Chris, how you doing? Good to yourself, Mo. I'm doing good. Good to hear from you. Uh, that story you just talking about, Noel, I participated in one of those meetings. Uh, myself, every we, we have the three parishes in the 16th judicial, St. Martin, St. Mary, and our Parish. Yep. And we participated with the council chairmen 
and our parish president. So we had a chance to see this representative St. Mark Parish in that meeting, and they explained us what the lawsuit was about and how we're going to collect this money once the settlement was established and everything was done. And uh, we, you know, we had to go back to our council and present uh, their case to them and get what we wanted to do. And you know, when I lived there, my mind was made up already what we were going to do. And you know, St. Martin Parish, we are agricultural residential based parish, but we have a lot of oil and gas. And the, por- the portion of St. Martin Parish that draws our biggest revenue is the Cade Industrial Park, which consists of Baker Hughes and Form and all these energy companies that for a long time have fed our families and kept us alive here. And no doubt. And it, it was it was a it was a no brainer. I mean you don't you don't sue your you don't sue your bread and butter and the people that keep you alive. And the oil and gas business is not at fault in this. But the interesting thing that we found out in these in these meetings was it was gonna be separated through a bunch of different parishes and all the parishes anticipated in it. But it was going to be given on a percentage of the amount of, of, of disaster or destruction or whatever you had done to your parish by the oil and gas companies all. And in St. Martin Parish, we didn't have any. But we were still, going to, if the settlement was going to go through, we would have been like 0.002% or something. We would have got $100,000 given to us over 20 years. And, and I said, you know, we don't have any damage. Why are we even participating in this thing? And the funny thing is if we choose not to, the state's going to participate on our behalf, even though we decided not to participate in it. Yeah. And we passed a resolution to see more parish, and we met with some other uh, officials in Terrebonne and different parishes, and we, we passed a resolution saying that we were not going to see the only gas into the St. Martin Parish or at sea or anywhere. Yeah. And Iberia and St. Mary followed suit with us, and they, they also did it, so we opted out of it. But at the end of the day, we, we decided not to do it on our behalf, but... <laughs> It looks like the state or somebody else is going to do it for us. Notice, no, no, remember, remember when, when Edwards got in office, he said, if you guys don't sue, we're going to do it for you. That's what they did. But going out and right. just but, – but here's the problem. They got plenty. If they wanted to do it on their, on their uh, own, that's fine. But they got they, – they let, they let all these trial lawyers from all over to come in and deal so they can make a ton of money. That's what you do when you're the governor. You find out how to make you enrich your friends. But the problem is it sends a horrendous, horrendous example to all the other businesses and people that want to move here or maybe look at doing business. Hey, don't go to Louisiana. Don't go to Louisiana because they'll sue you. Their own governor will sue you. That that I'm telling you, Don Briggs sat right here and told me. Two billion, two investors, multi-billionaire, I mean, not multi-billion, billions of investment didn't come here because of John Bell Edwards and right there, right where we're seeing right now. So hopefully when Jeff Landry comes our next governor, we're going to get this thing back on where it's going. And I want these people out there to know that St. Martin Parish has never participated in it. And if somebody's doing it on our behalf, it is not us doing it. Yeah. And that we are open to business and that we want to protect the oil and gas and we want to give provide jobs in St. Martin Parish. And hopefully when the next governor comes in that we can expand on what we have and try to make the oil and gas back to what it needs to be. Put it back on the map where it is. Where it You're not going to do it with Edwards around. Let's go. We'll take a break. to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill and that salsa and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. 
They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue and Shreveport, Government Street and Holland Road and Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue and New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, hey, check them out. If you hit it that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. When politicians handcuff the police instead of criminals, we have a problem. This is Jeff Landry. As an experienced former police officer and sheriff's deputy, I will defend, not defund, our police. Serving as your attorney general, I've helped take hundreds of criminals off the street. I have seen the need for change, and I will lead. As your governor, I will reverse failed policies that are driving crime, bring truth and transparency to criminal justice, and help stop crime before it happens. To protect jobs and grow wages, we must have safety and security. Keeping kids out of crime starts with reforming our education system. The solution is not more liberal politics, but action. If you agree, join our campaign at jefflandry.com. Together, we can make Louisiana great. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. Hello, again. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome to the Moon Graffon Show. Welcome back. And we're not backing up <clears throat> like some people are trying to do. Anyway, yeah, yeah. 844-766-6607. It is a Matthew James wealth, tax wealth management holiday. Hey, by the way, folks, a new advertiser, iConvergence, founded by two honest guys. You know, this change in cybersecurity needs for your business. I mean, it really worries people, especially people in business, their money and everything else. I Convergence was founded by two honest guys respected, and they've been doing this for uh, these guys for 20 years. Louise, the passion for excellence and service led to the growth. One customer at a time expanded the entire Gulf Coast region. So they've really grown. I Convergence was established a long history of being trusted cybersecurity and advanced technology partners for a large enterprise grade companies, including universities, banks, and healthcare providers. Our Convergence also offers the same level of expertise and service to small businesses with no IT staff, two medium and large-sized companies with dedicated technology employees. Hey, folks, I came across these guys a little while back. They said, hey, man, we want to advertise, support them. Our Convergence, just good people, and you can trust them. And when you start talking about cybersecurity, you better find somebody you can trust. Well, my friends, at Our Convergence is the company you can trust. I'm just telling you right now, iConvergence.com, iConvergence.com. Give them a chance to walk through your business to see how you can secure your business. Gary Foster, my special guest, backing up to the Moon Graffon Show. Gary, how you doing, bud? Moon, I, um, I got a best buddy of CB and mine and probably yours who's turning 96 tomorrow 
and I'd like to wish him a happy birthday. Well, go Can ahead, I wish that? I know who you're going to say, but go ahead. My, yeah. my fella, B.J. Bella, Bella, is turning 96 tomorrow. Wow. And I'm a, <clears throat> when I get off the radio with you, I'm going to get in my car and drive to Baton Rouge and wish him a happy birthday. Well, if you'd have let me know, I'd have met you over there and took you for lunch that you never got yet. Oh, man. <laughs> Did you miss an opportunity today? I'm, 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 I'm a dollar short and a day late. Yeah, well, maybe so. But uh, if I know you're going over there in a big truck, I ain't going. All right, let me move on. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going in a little sports car, something so, I can handle. So I, I, I sent you something to talk about today, and I'm just kind of curious to get your opinion. You didn't really have to read it. House Senate finally reached biggest tax tax cut in the history of Texas. Now, my question to you is, how is Louisiana going to compete with Texas when they're getting stronger and stronger and stronger and we're getting weaker and weaker and weaker because we don't move the needle? Well, let me, let me, and, and I might, might upset you, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that Brennan's gotten your, your seatbelt buckled so you don't, you don't come flying out. <laughs> but I think one of the problems one of the problems, and, and, you know, I worked hard with CB and others mm -hmm. uh, to try to do a thing called fiscal reform back in the 80s. And one of the things we wanted to do was to have a statewide property tax. Mm -hmm. Now, I know you're going to get all upset about that. No, I'm listening. I'm actually listening. What change? I <laughs> But I think it's one of the ways the state needs to wake up and not let those property taxes go crazy like they do in some parishes, like Orleans. I'll keep it to myself. And use it to reduce other taxes. So if you want to get rid of the income tax, if you want to do some creative things, you got to find something to replace part of it, not all of it, and it's property taxes. But it needs to be statewide so the state can control how some of these assessors treat property taxes. But, Gary, everything is associated with the state now. I mean, all these, all these local projects, and when they get cut, they go nuts because they're all associated with the state. I don't know how a statewide property tax would work. I, let me tell you what I think maybe missing a boat on this. If you ever created an economy and you were number one in business, you wouldn't be talking about taxes. You'd be talking about lowering taxes like they do in Texas. What I think people are doing, you and me, we're, no, both, I, we're both guilty of it. We're both guilty of saying, well, what do you pay for? How do you pay for stuff? How do you get all this money from the state? If you are booming in business, you can lower the tax rate for everybody, and, and you can make plenty of money to run government. That's, that's the only thing I'm arguing with you. Well, I'm not going to lose my mind I, on it. No, and it's not an argument. I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying if you want to be creative and you want to get people and all businesses moving here, you got to get rid of either the corporate income tax or the personal income tax or both. And I'm not saying replace all the money. I'm, look, the state can do up to five mils. We're not talking about a big tax. We're talking about a small tax 
that replaces some, not all, but some of the revenue that you give up when you cut but, but income tax, but Gary, we offered a personal abode. Yeah, but but I still think it's the wrong mentality to believe. I don't care how you tax me; it still come out out of my rear end. So it really gets down to: oh, right. Are we going to make this a friendly business state? Look at Texas. Texas is not talking about taxes, except cutting them, because they do enough business that they can lower the tax burden. And guess what tax they're talking about lowering? Property taxes. They're talking about lawn property taxes. Because they have a big property tax. No, but they have a big property tax, which is why they have good schools. I know, but less sales tax, less sales tax and no income tax, Gary. Less sales tax and no income tax. Right. So their fees are left, their insurance is less. I mean, they got a lot of things to be built on. I agree. But, But I'm saying a way to get there is to get rid of income taxes, and the only way you're going to do it is to replace some of, not all of, some of the revenue. The state needs to cut. Look, one of the problems I have with all these folks running for governor is they do these cute little commercials, you know, but none of them are saying what they're going to do, Moon. We need to know what they're going to do, not what they think. Not how they feel about their wife or their children or how they feel about education or how they feel about jobs. What are they going to do? And none of them are actually getting anybody excited about what they're going to do. I mean, yeah, we think and we hope and we pray that a Republican wins, but the Republicans aren't telling us what they're going to do. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm hoping that'll come in time. I mean, uh, as we get close, I mean, we're qualifying in about uh, about two weeks. Today would be the last day of qualifying. And, I think and, 10th, 11th, and 12th or something. 9th, what is it, Brian? 9th, 10th, 11th? 9th, yeah, 10th, yeah, and 11th. So, August. You're yeah. right. It's a couple of weeks. But, Moon, it's, it's only a little bit over 60 days before early voting starts. It's yep, about 70 days. I know. I, I, people going to be voting, and they still don't know what... Sean Wilson's going to do, who's got 25 to 30 percent, or what Jeff Landry's going to do. Not that he's against crime and he's for motherhood and all this good stuff. What's he going to do to create jobs and to grow businesses? Something specific. None of them are talking in specifics. They're beating on their chest that they're Republican, but they're not telling us what they're going to do to to make people want to stay here instead of leave here yeah. all right let me take a break gary foster my special guest you're listening to the moon graffon show the former labor secretary and former state rep for a bunch of years out of new orleans still lives although i hear he's driving around the state a little bit more but take a break be right back and cybersecurity needs of your business keeping you up at night? Our Convergence was founded by two honest men, respected and faithful Louisiana natives over 20 years ago. Their passion for excellence and service led to the growth one customer at a time and expanded to the entire Gulf Coast region. Our Convergence has established a long history of being trusted cybersecurity and advanced technology partners for large enterprise-grade companies, including universities, banks, healthcare providers. 
Our Convergence also offers the same level of expertise and service to small businesses with no IT staff, none. Give Our Convergence the chance to earn your business by calling them at 1-800-820-9695, 800-820-9695, or by visiting their website, iConvergence.com, iConvergence.com. Let the professionals at iConvergence get you taken care of, and you're going to feel safe from the changing cybersecurity landscape. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused, J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make pests go away. Get the shield. Yeah. A convicted pedophile in Lake Charles was about to get released. The district attorney asked Solicitor General Liz Merle for help, and she delivered. That's Merle. In over 200 cases, she's helped DAs across Louisiana keep violent criminals behind bars. As our next attorney general, Liz Merle will make fighting crime priority one, two, and three. Conservative warrior, endorsed by law enforcement. The most qualified. Liz Merle for Attorney General. Paid for by Liz Merle for Attorney General. My friend. Welcome back, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew J- Tax, Matthew James Tax Wealth Manager. Hotline Gary Foster, my special guest. Hey, Gary, I'm going dis- to disagree with you on one thing on the governor's. Of course, everybody telling us what to do. I think you're right on the money. But I think with Pothole Wilson, you look at Edwards, you see what he's going to do. He's going to be he's gonna increase taxes and go beg for federal money. The governor's up there begging for federal money again yesterday. It's never about jobs and businesses here. He's always up there begging the federal government to send us a check. I agree with you, Moon. And look, for for everybody else, you know, you can go back and look at their voting record, you know. So Landry served in Congress, so he's got a voting record, you know, from when he was in Congress. Schroeder's got a voting record from when he was in the House. Uh, Sharon Hewitt's got a voting record from, you know, the Senate. And Nelson's got a voting record, but but that tells you what they've done. I'm I'm talking about before you vote, and again, early voting is going to be here before you know it, because the election I think is what October 14th. Yep. So you back it up two weeks, and that's like the end of September. Uh, you're going to be early voting, mm-hmm. and and you know we're almost in August, so you got August and September to figure these folks out. And they not saying, you know, everybody's for jobs and education and the economy. But what are you going to do specifically to bring the jobs, to turn around the economy, to make a place that people want to stay and people want to move to? Because they're not. The workers are leaving and the businesses and the people who are leaving the high-tax states like New York and California and leaving, you know, millions of people leaving, 
they're not coming here. Yeah. They're going to Texas. But you know, Gary, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, though. When these people do run, like Bell Edwards said, he wouldn't raise taxes. First thing he did. You know, and, and so I think what people are, they sit around, they watch this. They don't believe anything any politician says anymore. I agree. And Which so, is why a lot of people are not voting, Moon. Oh, no. That was my only fear is that when we get to the runoff, because I know how bad the devil's advocates going to beat up on all the Republicans if they have to. Uh, will people vote when you get to the runoff? Uh, I, I read a poster that said they think this year, because so many people are leaving the state and so many people are disenfranchised, that we're going to have a low turnout for the governor's race. I'm just telling you, that, does that mean and, the and, left? And does that the left that want to keep it just like it is? Do they go vote, or do are, are the conservatives and the people that think the state really needs to change, like Gary and Moon, are they going to go vote? That's because if you have a low turnout, somebody's going broke. And Moon, you got to do your homework because they got eight or ten people running for governor. You're going to have eight or ten people running for secretary of state. You're going to have eight or ten people running for treasurer. You're going to have maybe a lesser number, but a bunch of people running for insurance commissioner. And all of those names, you got to get through all those names before you get to state senator and state rep. And if you got a council race or a parish president race, I mean, do you see how big the ballot's going to be? Yeah, or no. By the way, I think there's some constitutional amendments on there as well. And you're not even talking about right, you're not even talking about your local parish president or mayor or city council, or police juror, right? Or clerk of court. All oh, a lot of that stuffs up this year. And and you know the the the, the fear is that people are going to come in, pick their candidate for governor, and then leave. Okay, what about and it's not going to go all the way down the ballot? What about this? So we. So we elect the governor, and the governor comes in, and we get our, we got it, we got the worst Speaker of the House and Senate president we've ever had. And you put all three of them together, I call them the Three Stooges, and rightfully so, they are. You get a governor that is a zero, like the one we got now, that's really backed us up with wokeism, and you got a Senate president and a, and a, and a, a, a Speaker of the House, and it stays status quo. Gary, do you, you think the state will ever be changed? Do you think we'll ever change this state to be competitive with other states if we don't do something? Because they're going to have to come in. You talk about they're not saying anything and what they're going to do. What they got to do is almost, it's got to be almost drastic. They got to change stuff immediately. If you don't, you got all this five and ten year phase in crap ain't going to work. And Moon, if they do the right stuff, it's going to hurt. And they're going to have to do it for eight years. You ain't going to fix Louisiana no. in four years. Look what John Bell has done in eight. Yeah, no, yeah he went backwards ten Kendall more. didn't do much the eight before that. Right. You're I correct. mean, you got 16 years we're trying to fix. Yeah, Jindal, Jindal was a bad and governor. Yeah. Jindal was not a good governor. But this guy right here has taken us back ten years. It's no doubt in my mind we're back right. ten years we got. That's a lot of catching up to do when you look at Texas, who's cutting property taxes now. Which is why I'm saying people need to do their homework because there's going to be a lot of names on, on, and they can't just go in and say, oh, yeah, I heard that name. I'll vote for him. Oh, yeah, I know her name. I'm going to vote for her. They need to know what these people are going to do. 
not just the statewide people, but their reps and senators and parish presidents and council members. What are you going to do to make my life better, to bring some jobs so my kids want to stay here and work here and raise their kids here? That's what people need to hear in order to vote for somebody. In my opinion, that's what they need to start hearing. And that's what they need to ask when people knock on the door and say, Hey, my name is Gary Foster. Will you vote for me? Instead of saying, well, what do you think about education? They need to say, tell me what you're going to do about education. Yeah. They, uh, the problem is, I always say this too, oh, Gary. Everybody has a good old boy network in your area. Find out who they support and get the hell away from that candidate. <laughs> they better find somebody who really, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If they part of the good old boy system, Let's say like uh, the, uh, what's the law firm in Natchitoches? Kelly Law Firm, run from a man. You don't, oh, those, those that's what's a Kelly, Kelly yes, Don indeed. Kelly, Taylor Townsend, all them people, they got a, they got this really good guy and this Coach yep. McConaughey, and they pushing him, but behind the scenes, it's all the trial lawyers that are pushing him. Oh, but he's like, guy, he's going to vote the way these people tell him that are putting the money up for him to run. He shouldn't even be elected because you, you, you don't put... You don't put that law firm and people like that. I don't care what the candidate is, but they like him. Oh, well, you like him, but he ain't going to vote right when it comes to monetary issues. He's not. And, Moon, what conservatives need to realize and understand is 30% of the state is going to come out and vote for Sean. Yep. Wilson. Yep. And so that means... We got to have more than 30% on the other side yep. come out and vote for a leading candidate. Mm-hmm. If if the 30 if if we don't turn out and vote, Sean Wilson's going to be number 1 going into the runoff. Yep. yep. John, and I'm saying that because you were saying he's like uh, you know, 1A and 1B with John Bell Edwards. All he's going to do is the same stuff as John Bell. No and if we don't want that, we got to make sure the conservatives turn out and vote. If you want an extension of I think has been the worst governor for us, education-wise, financial, he, he kept everything going in the wrong direction on steroids because he was loaded up with all his federal money from man, from disasters, you know, from COVID, from hurricanes, floods, and everything else, and now he's still up there begging for money. If that's what you want, then just tell our kids to get the hell out because they're going to keep leaving. Yep, yep, yep. But it's it's really important, and, and you know, I know it's a couple of months away, but you need to do your homework because there's going to be a lot of unfamiliar names on that ballot, and you can't just say the heck with this. I'm I'm just voting for governor and leaving. You got to go all the way down the ballot and find your local elected officials and and make sure you pick the good ones out of that too. Yeah, I think you got to do a lot of homework on your people. But I'm telling you, they tied to the yep. system yep. that has ruined this state, like the Kelly Law Firm. I don't care how nice they are, you don't vote for those people. They're not going to help you in the big picture. And the closer it gets to the election, your mailbox is going to be full of junk. Your TV is going to be full of junk. You can't wait till the last minute. Yep.
All right, Gary, we got to go, man. We do it again next week. God bless. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Be safe, Moon. All right. By the way, when you're out there driving, Gary, be careful backing up. They got a lot of big truck drivers out there. I don't want you to run into nobody. I'm just going forward, man. Forward <laughs> All right, later. All right, folks, God bless. Moongraphone.com. Listen live. Another hour to go. Show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show. And here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge, Lafayette. A Town Square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. They'll have 10 minutes each to talk to voters. I'm Lisa Brady, Fox News. 13 of the Republicans running for president will be at the same event for the first time tonight, an annual event in Iowa, including former President Trump, a day after more charges were added to a classified documents indictment that he calls election interference. Vice President Kamala Harris is also visiting Des Moines. She's going to be meeting with activists about abortion rights as well as abortion legislation. VP Harris has been criticizing the state of Florida in recent days over its new education curriculum for black history. She says extremists in the state are pushing the idea that slaves benefited from slavery. Fox's Bill Malusian, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis already on the ground in Iowa, says Harris's criticism is a lie, though that part of the new standards referencing skills has also faced criticism from Senator and fellow Republican candidate Tim Scott. President Biden, meantime, visiting Maine to give a speech on his economic agenda, which he says is driving a manufacturing boom. He's also implementing a change in the way serious military crimes, including sexual assault, are handled. The executive order from the president formally puts in place legislation approved by Congress last year to strengthen protections for service members reporting sexual assaults and other serious crimes. Decisions on prosecuting offenses will now be made by independent military attorneys instead of victims' commanders. Senior administration officials say it represents the most sweeping changes to the military code of justice since its creation in the 1950s. Fox's Jared Halpern last fiscal year there were nearly nine thousand sexual assault reports involving service members up slightly from the year before an escalating political crisis in niger as mutinous soldiers declare a coup leading general as head of state announcing on state tv that niger's constitution is suspended a west african regional group plans an emergency meeting sunday america is listening to fox news did you know you can get your prescriptions for less at your local pharmacy you can with GoodRx. It's the free app that can save you money on your medications. Just search for your prescription, choose the pharmacy and the price that works best for you, and then show your GoodRx coupon to your pharmacist at the drop-off counter. GoodRx works at over 70,000 pharmacies, including Walmart, Rite Aid, and Walgreens, and it works whether you have insurance or not. It's easy to save. Next time you drop off your prescription, check GoodRx. To start saving today, go to GoodRx.com. GoodRx is not insurance. Here's something you've never heard before. Stop. This is Simply Safe. Introducing 24-7 Lifeguard Protection, only from Simply Safe Home Security. Now, monitoring agents can see and speak to intruders through our new indoor camera to help stop crime in real time and for fast police response. Get 20% off any new system with Fast Protect Monitoring at simplysafe.com slash radio. Advanced home security, 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There's no safe like Simply Safe. 
Months after a mass shooting in Kentucky, an injured officer is heading home. Louisville Metro Police say Officer Nicholas Wilt is being discharged from the hospital. Over three months after Wilt, who was on his fourth ever shift with LMPD, was shot in the head while responding to a mass shooting at a bank in downtown Louisville in April. Supporters say... He, he deserves anything and everything that we can give him today and for the future because he's going to need it. Officer Wilt went above and beyond that day and we're here to show our love and our support for him in any way possible. Five people were killed in the mass shooting. Seven others hurt. The gunman also killed. LMPD says there will be drive-by celebrations for Officer Wiltz at a church and along roadways on his way home. Fox's Jeff Manasso. As fighting continues in Ukraine, the European Union Council announces new sanctions accusing Russian individuals and entities of a digital misinformation campaign called Recent Reliable News aimed at disseminating propaganda in support of the war. The debate over what critics call Cop City not over yet in Atlanta as a federal court greenlights efforts to put the issue on a ballot. The Atlanta site of a proposed $90 million public safety training facility is the scene for ongoing protests claiming it will further militarize law enforcement. But a federal judge now says the city of Atlanta can't stop citizens living outside city limits from gathering signatures to put the issue to public vote. We're going to do everything within our power to collect the signatures on the original timeline to ensure that this decision goes on the November ballot so that Atlanta residents have the right to decide. John Taylor is trying to stop the training center's construction. Atlanta city leaders say the facility is needed to provide top-tier training for police and firefighters. Evan Brown, Fox News. A rally on Wall Street. Right now, the Dow's up 211 points. And Lisa Brady. This is Fox News.